0: Ooh. Get in here, traveler. Get in quick. Quick. Come on. Damn it. They found us again, and I don't. We move the inn? How could those cultists find us already? Wing over. Why would this even be happening?
1: Oh, I don't know. Maybe the fact that we have freaking battle bards send us someone every single two weeks. Maybe, you know, they just went to battle bards and found out. Oh, my goodness. There's so many of them. Why are they all. What's with that sky? What the hell? It almost
0: looks like it's gonna snow, it's so bright.
1: Well, whatever it is, it's not a good sign. Better reinforce the magical sigils all around here. Um, oh, Greetings, there, travelers, it's me, Wing Evacable. famous is no bad. Sorry, at the moment we have a lot of cultists outside, so probably have to keep this short and sweet. Hopping right into a new arc. Uh, but, uh, we have a BattleBots person here, and your name is? Hi. My
0: name is Chattery, and I am definitely
1: not a cultist, the Shining God. Oh, thank goodness, because, honestly, we are after our neck in them, and I can't let any of them inside. Um, uh, okay, give your BattleBots spiel. Sure
0: thing. If you... Enjoy a beautiful, shining sound to
2: your amazing show, game, or what have you. Check out BattleBards.com for a shining sound, a beautiful sound, a benevolent sound.
1: Oh shit, Michael, it's a coldest, come on. God oh, damn it. <laughs> oh my god. You know, when, when he said... I'm definitely not a cultist. I probably should have picked up on that. Honestly, that one's my bad. Um, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, cultist aside. Oh my god, the mailman's making it through them. Uh, thank you. I'm glad we installed that mail stop. Uh, oh, we got another piece of fan mail. That's nice in this horrific moment. Uh, let's see who it's from. Moby. Okay. Five stars. Brilliant and intriguing story with NPCs and players that'll make you laugh, cry, yell in frustration and feel the deepest compassion. Listen to the gym as he spins a tale of a divine war with mortal heroes in all shapes and sizes exclamation mark. Thank you so much, Moby. And that was on the Hod Chase Air. So If you think iTunes sucks, because a lot of people do, the iTunes is not good. You can always hit up the Pod Chaser, and there's a way to leave a review there. Thank you so much, Moby. Alright, uh, okay. Oh my god, are they crawling up the side of the wall? What the frick? Um, alright, Michael, go get the boiling oil. Uh, I have to get this story started. If we don't get the story started, the spell's not gonna work. Um, Alright, travellers, uh, wake up again, more favorites, no bad. Uh, we're hopping into this tale. Um, oh my god, there's so many of them! Uh, what just happened? Uh, so, that last time, uh, MZ had, had gone missing, and everybody's like, what the hell? Where's MZ? What even happened? Uh, you know, well, not really, it's at the very end, but you know, like, they're about to be. Uh, so, MZ's doing his gift Yankee stuff, people went missing, everybody's just trying to. You have one minute to relax, and it's just been going nutso. And, oh, a battering ram? Really? A battering ram? What are you going to do with a battering ram? Oh my god. Um, right, uh, so everybody's been trying to relax after dealing with the King in Yellow in the town of Welshire, and thankfully all the people have been brought back, but the party is quite worried about uh, what's going on in Sanctuary, especially with Astoria. Uh, so the party now is- is getting ready to do some investigations. Oh, what?! Sorry, they- they brought out incredibly cute puppies to show me through the window. I want to go pet them, but I know better. Alright, I bring to you, I'm Coming Home, Part One. Hey, I'm
3: Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar. Tiefling Paladin
4: and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time.
3: I'm Evan and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half
4: Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of
0: Blood. Hey I'm Jason and I'll be playing Drax here the Dragonborn artificer and chosen of machines.
1: Previously on Battle of the Seven Days, our heroes had just gotten back from Carcosa and talking to the King in Yellow. Ronnie had had a bit of a secretive phone call, while Emsi and Kelsar had a heart-to-heart and Bernard... And Bernard Busybody. ...talked to Jack Draxia and Borodon. The heroes were all just getting ready to bring all this information together and just have a big old uh, group discussion when suddenly... The, the door, door had just, just sort of swung, of swung open, open to Emsi's room, room softly, and, and you
2: look in there where MZ just, MZ just went, and you head. heard some rummaging around in there, and now there's just a bag on his bed, and it looks like all his equipment is on there, but there's no Emsi.
3: Emsi! Where the... Z where the hell are you? I... Kind of frantically, like, do a frantic search or something.
2: Yeah, make me a perception check.
0: I know he's pretty good at hiding, but this is kind of ridiculous. 19! Nice. So,
2: you look around, and you know signs of struggle. You've been in enough combat situations. You're looking around his room. It has zero signs of struggle. If anything, it looks meticulously organized. Like, MZ set everything up on purpose on his bed. So it's all sitting there now, and it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, where did he go? There's no... Like, there's a window in here, but it's closed, and there's nowhere where it looks like he went. Guys, I think MC just
3: left. He just left us behind. It doesn't make any sense, though. Why would he do that?
0: Where would he even go to? It is quite odd. It's just like him. He, he, he we, he could depend on us and all
3: that, but he... I don't know. This is, this is weird. Maybe it's related to when I met the Githyanki before, when I was back
2: at my
0: home. So I don't really remember what happened. I don't know. He
2: asked, he asked the king about someone, right? MZ went to the bar with Calstar before, and they kind of had like a little bit of a heart-to-heart about how like, they're a team, they can rely on one another, they can trust each other. And then, uh, you you know the day before... When Kelsar showed him the... Uh, I guess it might have been like two days ago when Kelsar showed him the dagger he got, MZ got really jumpy and started explaining that his family was after him and that his mother's the queen of the Yankee. Oh. And then Ronnie threw his stone out the window because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, they're searching for this, the one stone that keeps me hidden. And uh, MZ went and got it. And that was uh, kind of the last that he really talked about the subject. And you're all sitting there like inside the caravan like uh, a...
0: Kelsar's is just frantically looking around his room. Hmm. Maybe he decided to just go home on his own. Why would he do that? Well.
4: Maybe he hasn't finished business there.
3: He could have told us about it though.
4: But We're
3: supposed to be a team.
4: I mean, seriously? Um, it's it's hard, like his world is probably very different from ours. Right? So It would make sense for him just to leave, you know, if he wants, if he want to finish uh, things on his own or, I mean, you think I'm not, I'm not saying that they are like necessarily like evil, but imagine what would happen if we would show up along with him, you know, maybe he's just like trying to clear the path for us first, then he'll call us or something.
0: At any rate, we should probably cover the basics and look around outside, see if there's any signs of him out there.
3: Maybe ask around town, see if they saw it.
0: Yeah, that would be a good idea.
4: So you guys are really thinking that he took off, like he left like the caravan through the window? Because we were, like, I mean, wouldn't we see him leaving?
2: That's a good point. And all his stuff is there, like his money, his armor... His cloak that he just got, the cloak of shadows is there, like, everything.
4: Maybe he left a note. Can we search for it?
2: <laughs> uh, Yeah, you, you can look through his stuff.
4: So I got 12 in total.
2: So you're looking through his stuff, and you find his money, you find uh, any, like, spare equipment, rope, grappling hook, you know, classic adventure stuff. You find uh, his, like, magic items are all here. Uh, even his little figurine of his horse is here, so obviously he didn't take off with that.
3: So he left all his stuff here, and this is weird. Do you think maybe magic was involved? Do you think maybe he was kidnapped?
4: But w- wouldn't it wouldn't it at least have like a sign of struggle in here? You know, because like his stuff seems too tidy. You know,
3: that's true. Or maybe they broke in
4: while he was like and... naked. <laughs>
3: well, not while he was naked, but what I'm thinking is that they might have told him, like, don't make a sound or make any, any noise, mm. right? Maybe they threatened him with something, and then took him.
4: Ronnie, can can you please do me a favor? Just try teleporting mm. into this carriage, just to see if it's possible. I mean, it is a magical carriage, right? So,
3: Okay. Okay, someone has to go stand in there. Okay. Okay. Trave... I'm s- just going to assume I have a charge of that. Try and trade places with someone.
2: So you're looking through the window at Borodon. You concentrate really hard, and it works. You do come through, but there was a heavy amount of resistance that you went through. Like You felt like almost like somebody was shoving you backwards, but it just sort of started crackling around you, and you ripped right through. Mm. And on you kind of stumble outside. And you, now you're standing outside the carriage. And you're outside MZ's window, and uh, it all seems pretty normal out here.
4: It's possible, but did it make any sound? You know... I did
2: make a sound when he went. You you definitely heard, like, the displacement of air.
4: Okay, and we would... And so I get inside uh, the caravan again. So oh, did you guys hear me teleporting?
0: Yeah, we heard a sort of a impression. Yeah, it was a bit of a whoosh.
4: So, yeah. So yeah. I mean, maybe it's something else.
0: I'm still. Out. I guess I'm outside now.
2: No, you'd be inside.
0: Yeah. Like he just bored on
2: the Just back okay. <laughs> Uh, why don't
3: we? Uh, why do we just call HQ and see if they've seen him? True. Sure. Uh, I guess maybe maybe we can look to see if if he did leave through the window, then we could check for footprints or something, right?
4: Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I, I can can I check hmm. if the window is locked? Because if it, the window's locked on the inside, then he wouldn't be able to, like, leave through the window.
2: Yeah, you look at it and it's locked.
4: Yeah, guys, I mean, he couldn't have left through the window because the window is locked. Unless <laughs> he left through the window, entered, uh, like, the carriage again, closed the window, and left through the door. <laughs> so,
2: I mean... A hey, hey, boredom.
4: <laughs> yeah. Rewind time. uh, Just look back. (laughs) Yeah,
3: not not rewind it. Just look back. No, no, no. don't. rewinding. You're just looking back.
0: (laughs) Well, I can. It's rewind time. I
4: can try. Okay, Um, which one of those items um, did MZ like use to use more often? You know, like as in which one would have like a better footprint of him?
2: Is there any underwear (laughs) (laughs) that Borion could smell? No. He always wore his armor because he was quite paranoid.
4: Okay, so I touch the uh, the stinky armor. the stinky
2: armor. Oh
0: god, we need to wash it. It's the smell of victory. Oh yeah,
4: victory stinks.
0: And blood and sweet victory.
4: (laughs) Come on, I don't need that much information.
0: (laughs) alright so (laughs) pour it on.
2: You hold on to MZ's like a chest piece of his armor and you start concentrating and you all see like this glow start to form around Borodon and then his eyes open up and they're just pure white. Borodon, what you can see is actually roll me a D twenty and add your caster check on this to see how accurate you can get.
4: Okay, twenty five, which I think it's like a great score.
2: Yeah, so you are looking, and it. it's very hazy, but you can tell, like, what you're seeing is the inside of MZ's room here. You see MZ is meticulously setting everything aside, making sure it's all ordered, and he sits down. He's just in, like, regular clothes. You haven't really seen him like this much at all, so it's kind of weird. And he's just sitting on the edge of his bed, and then you see him turn around, and there's, like, a shadowy figure that they hold out a hand, and it's, like, a green hand like his. And then he takes their hand, and then suddenly he's gone.
4: Mz probably left uh, with one of his kind. Through, did I see like, is it like a portal or?
2: No, they just snapped and disappeared.
4: Oh, so they just just left. Like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is because I've never seen it before. But he just. Left mm. with, I think, another Githian key. Like, that's that's what I could uh, figure out through my vision. Like, it was another, like, green arm. Like, he was holding, like, a, a green arm. So, I mean, which looked like him. So, maybe.
3: From the way you described it, though, it's, like, the way he was meticulously setting it up and sitting there on his bed. It seemed like that he was waiting for them. Like, he was expecting to be picked up.
4: Yeah, yeah
3: you well, must have known about this encounter. It was coming. It just didn't tell us.
4: Maybe it has something to do with his kingdom.
3: Mm. It must. I'd say it's a good chance that it has to do with his kingdom.
4: But what then? I mean, he, he didn't teleport. We know that. So, did he come from another dimension or something?
0: Possible. They are known to travel in mysterious ways. Hmm. Kelsar, make me
2: a... I guess a knowledge history? Uh, I got 12. You do know the Githyanki are from another plane of existence called the Astral Realm. And that is kind of like a... It's almost like, think of it like a realm outside of time. Hold on.
3: When I was studying uh, as a paladin, I do remember uh, studying Githyanki. And they were they were talking about the as They came from the Astral Realm, which is kind of... Uh, Similar to how my my world is. Maybe there's someone uh, back in Sanctuary that might know about the Astral re- Realm and how we can get there.
4: Well, sure. I mean, we won't be able to find any clues in here. No. Yeah, so...
3: Maybe uh, maybe we can contact HQ and see if we can find information about that. Sounds good. Hello? Hello?
0: Who is this? An art? No. It's Quintos. <laughs> oh, who is this? <laughs> Sorry, is this sound- Ronnie?
3: No, this isn't Ronnie. This is Kelsar. Sorry. You just sound very Kelsar? similar to another guy. No, no. Kelsar who? Kelsar of the Silver Shield. You know? Deathshift? Deathshift?
2: Oh, you're part of Ronnie's group. Okay. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs>
3: Look, this is important. Uh, I-, I need your help,
2: please. Why didn't you just say so?
3: I've been trying to, but... Okay, look. MZ's gone missing, and we need to find a way to get into the Astral Realm. Do you know of anyone that could know anything about this?
2: Wow. Um, <laughs> the Astral Realm is a dangerous place to go. I can look. It's where gods go to die. <laughs> Sounds great. One second, please. And you just hear him like screaming, "No, I said Elwin!" <laughs> and it's like you hear other versions of him going, "Ah!" <laughs> As they're running off, you hear someone walking around going, "Damn it!" And then uh, you hear like the, them talking and going, "Um, uh oh, what? Oh, there's a bit of trouble here. What do you mean? Can I get back to you later?
3: Wait, what's going on?"
2: I'm not sure. There's a lot of people running around and screaming.
3: That's not good. Yeah, we gotta get back to sh- sanctuary then.
2: I don't think we're under attack, but everybody's screaming.
3: Yeah, that's definitely not good, Wintos. The people screaming is not good.
2: Um, uh, okay, we'll get back to you. Okay, tell Ronnie I said hi. Yeah. Okay. Great.
3: Thank you, right. Wintos. <laughs> Uh, okay, so, something's going on in Sanctuary, apparently, um, I was talking to Quintos, and before it ended, uh, everyone, like, they were, there was, like, a bunch of screaming and shouting going on, so, I don't know. Oh, and, uh, Quintos says hi, Ronnie. Hello, Quintos, can you call him back and tell him I say hello?
4: <laughs> 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 Such a waste uh, of time, okay, <laughs> right, let's, let's go.
3: I'll send it to voicemail, okay? Like, we gotta... Okay, what, what's our plan? What do we do?
0: I don't think there's any time to waste. We should get back to Sanctuary right away if there's trouble. Right now, it's, like, the
2: evening. So, um... You could take off right now if you want to. Your horses don't need to sleep or rest. It's the perks of magic, horses.
4: Can I use, like, my magic to speed up our horses? Yes. So, that's that's what I'll do.
2: Good idea, Borodong.
4: Yeah, just... Add some nitro to those crazy horses.
2: Hit that button, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bordon. I imagine you're sitting in the uh, the driver's seat, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, make me a perception check while you're up there.
4: Okay, so I got 14.
2: Okay, so you you get up there and you kind of like you're you're settling down and you look behind you and you see there's a large scorch mark on the top of the caravan. It doesn't look like the caravan's damaged at all. It just looks like kind of like it got marked. Mm-hmm. And you know this, um, this sort of marking is usually quite common when creatures do like a, like a rough teleportation.
4: Okay, so it was actually a teleportation then. Um, can I touch like the marks?
2: You touch it, and uh, it doesn't feel recent. Like this is—it's been there for a bit.
4: Just yell to the group, hey! There's there's like this uh, scorch mark on top of uh, the carriage, um, and uh, it seems old, and uh, it was clearly from like a rough teleport, like a rough teleportation. So I just tell the group that. But I mean, it's time to speed up the horses.
2: So roll that caster check. Let's see what happens to these horses.
4: Uh, <laughs> I'll explode the horses.
2: They get lost in time.
4: Yeah. So it's plus eight. I can't go wrong. 25, okay, so... Okay.
2: You can do this kind of like an hour-long burst kind of thing, like you're holding and concentrating on. It takes, like, all of your concentration... To just, mm-hmm. like, keep these horses going in the direction you want and to be sped up. But it looks like you're definitely saving a bit of time. There's only so fast you can go without destroying this caravan, of course. But, you know, like, you're definitely... <laughs> you're definitely <laughs> speeding along. And you guys are in there. You feel it. Like, you're like, oh, you gotta kind of sit down because it's going a little too bumpy.
4: Like a Mech 6 caravan.
2: Yeah, it's got a little pep in its stuff. <laughs> this is gonna take a few days. But on the first night... That you guys kind of like, because you ride a bit into the night, but eventually exhaustion creeps up on you and you just, you need to sleep. You guys uh, just stop on the side of the road. You bring the horses back into like their little miniature form and go inside to rest. Each of you fall into a really deep sleep just from just pure exhaustion of just the crazy ass few days that you've had. <sighs> Ronnie. While you're sleeping, you have the weirdest dream. You're sitting down in this, it looks like a one-room sort of shack. It's pretty greasy in here. It looks like it's like you're still in this world. It's uh you know, they have like just like a, a decanter of wine sitting on a table, it's a little bit cracked, you're sitting in a shitty chair, and you have like this really fancy purse and you're dumping it out you're you're kind of sifting through it and like you're picking up everything like uh, you find some tobacco and like you're kind of looking it over you find some like really shiny bobble and you pick it up and you see in the reflection it's you but you look a haggard because normally you groom yourself you look good mm. and this you is like greasy they got like a bit of a beer going on their hair is not done right mm-hmm. uh, you see them they're kind of looking at stuff and like uh, quickly pocketing it they hear this like on the door they go ronnie o'connell we're told to pick you up you just see like he he like freezes and he like quickly excurries and goes and rolls under his bed and like tries to pull the sheet over a bit so that whoever it is they don't know he's there this they open up the door and step into the shack you can hear these footsteps on the wood going no, I definitely heard someone in here. I don't know where. And then uh, one person, you see like this gauntleted hand lift up this sheet and goes, "Here he is." And this gauntlet just like comes towards you and drags you out while you're uh, while you're screaming and like trying to pull away and like, "Yeah, he doesn't remember us. It's just like they said." I <laughs> 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 think you just like kind of drift back off and you just like roll over into a different dream. Okay, Bordon You dream of home, but it's not the same home that you're used to. It's more of the home that Doomathoin's been showing you, the one that's been ravaged by the undead. You see there is an older-looking dwarven man that it takes you a minute, but you realize that it's your brother Gelden, and he's holding on to this goblet of wine as he's sort of swirling it back and forth. He has a large scar on the side of his face and one of his eyes look like it went blind. And he looks over as an advisor walks in. Ah, my lord. It appears that we have crushed the remaining undead in the seventh sector. If we keep this up, then we might have that lich on the ropes. And he sets down this goblet of wine. That happened last week and the week before. But every time this damn lich keeps getting back up, until we find that vessel of his <sighs> he's just going to keep reappearing and more dead are going to keep showing up and you see your brother try to stand and then his legs give way and he falls back into his chair and he's holding his head and the advisor rushes up and you hear him say is it your head again? Like, yeah it's, it's been killing me it's getting worse Well, your father had similar symptoms, but we haven't detected any poisoning. Here, let's go lie you down. And then you see him being escorted off to a bed. And looking around this room, it's very makeshift. Like, it still has a lot of the the royal furnishings, but it's very clear that a lot of stuff has just been kind of jammed into a smaller room somewhere else. And then you also roll off into a, a fitful sleep. Draxir. You're in a completely white room. There is a white table and two white chairs. And you hear uh, really soft, the only way I could describe it is elevator music playing. And you are in complete control right now.
0: Do I see anything of interest? Like it's just a table and chairs in a white room like there's no door or anything? Yeah, it doesn't appear to be a door at all. I'm just going to, like, look around and, like, if there's nothing to see, like, I don't really know what I would do. Maybe I'd start banging on the wall or something, but... So you start,
2: like, knocking on the wall to kind of, like, test them out, and they're definitely metal. So you're, like, hitting on the walls trying to see if there's something you could figure out when a piece of the wall just sort of slides up. And you see this tiefling, he walks in, he has like red skin, he has these curled ram horns, and he's wearing a really crisp suit. And you see behind him, there's a lot of people, like numerous different races that all are, you know, wearing suits, some wearing lab coats, and it just behind him it looks like just this amazing array of technology and screens and everything, and the door closes behind him. It goes, ah, Mr. Cardiffian. hello, I'm Mr. Ramirez. Uh, please, have a seat. Uh, sure. Nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. We have been looking into you for some time, and, uh, I have to say, we like what we see. Uh, what do you mean by that, exactly? Well, I'm a scout for the Nostradamus Corporation, and we have been seeing your amazing abilities with just communicating with machines. It looks like you're even becoming one. <laughs> and honestly, one of our Modron scouts saw you out there on the field and we just had to reach out to you. Here's my business card. And he, he hands over this card.
0: I'll take it and look at it and flip it over.
2: So in the upper right hand corner, it just like Nostradamus corporation. Then it says like Alex Ramirez. And then it has just like a Nostradamus scouting. Uh, what is it? Talent scout. <laughs> and it has, like, a a, digi- a bunch of digits on the bottom. Hmm. So, we understand you're a little bit busy right now. You're currently in... Let's see here. He pulls out this little, like, window, almost, like a screen. And then he's, like, sort of flipping through something. Looks like you're in the 416th Mythos War. Okay. All right. Oh, this is a big one. Okay, yeah. So, when you're done this... How would you be interested in pursuing your wildest dreams of
0: innovation and technology? It definitely sounds interesting, but I have a lot on my plate at the moment.
2: Of course, of course. We just wanted to make sure we could reach out to you before uh, interference, you know, how it is.
0: Extraplanar Wars,
2: (laughs) 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 right? Oh, could I get you something? A coffee, Uh, water,
0: Uh, a beer? I'm, I'm good for now. Just,
2: uh, All right. I see you got a wife and two children? That's correct. Lovely, lovely. You got a family. That's fantastic. We do have great schools here. Uh, there's a lot of housing for, so you can bring the family over. Absolutely no problem. Uh, the station, it has tons of room so we can pick up your family from Haymore, is it?
0: Yes. That is my home world.
2: All right, well... Hey, we're going to try to keep in touch. It looks like you're starting to wake up. So, uh, we'll get back to you, though. Don't you worry. We're You know, we got our eye on you. But take care and just, you know, be careful for the shoggoths and nightgons and all that stuff out there. All right. Take care. Oh, you too. You wake up in your bed and you're, like, holding onto this business card sitting up. You're kind of, like, looking around and it's almost like, for the last second you'll still hear that elevator music and then it goes away
4: my dream is your kingdom is falling and your brother is dying his is I'm, <laughs> you, got I'm, the I'm, job. I, you got the job <laughs> yeah here's the, the job proposal and here's the card and i'm like <laughs> so
0: i was also in a strange white room so before that was explained i thought they were like i don't know looking at my organs or something
4: oh like an autopsy yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, like that's what I thought <laughs> at first. It's <laughs> like what the fuck? Kelsar.
2: So as per usual, you were having a fitful sleep. You don't get a lot of good sleeps these days. Your mind keeps turning with images of what happened in Arkham, the people that you lost. Once more you think about what you could have done differently you always try to go over like maybe I could have you know went behind them and pushed them through or maybe I could have done this to that creature to stop that attack and so you're kind of just like parsing through all this uh, information and your dream starts to skew a bit as you're sitting at a table just like this you don't really notice anything else around you you're just clutching onto this map the same map that you were given by your grandmother. Mm. And you feel your whole body trembling. There's like a lot of pressure weighing down on you. Your ears are ringing as you're looking at this map and it's blurry and it starts coming into focus and you see the light that is glowing beside Waterdeep glow more and more and more until it's too bright. And then you blink and close your eyes and open them and you're standing outside this grove And you see as the trees are twisting and you still feel this pressure as they continuously twist into this arch. And this portal starts appearing within it. And you feel your legs like much as you're resisting and trying to pull your legs back. They keep marching slowly one after the other towards it. You see these ethereal hands sort of reaching out, numerous of them as they're coming towards you. And you hear them just whispering, come on. And, like, they're pulling towards you, and just as they drag you, you look behind you to see these pillars of white light slamming into the ground and, like, erupting the ground around as you're ripped through this portal. And then you wake up just in this cold sweat. You and Draxia are
0: awake, but you don't know one another's awake. I'm probably just going to be looking down at this business card, flipping it over, like, just kind of disbelief. In disbelief that I actually had this dream and now have an object from the dream. It's pretty weird. Yeah, everything
2: is exactly how you saw it. And you flip it on the back and it says, Nostradamus, looking into the things that you don't want to. And there's like a little smiley face and thumbs up. Hmm.
0: Then I'm going to get up and kind of go to like that common room. I don't know if there's like a window in there. Yeah, there's there's a couple windows you can crack open. I imagine I probably wake up in, like, a cold sweat, so I'm going to get some air. Okay,
3: I'm kind of just looking at my map, and um, I'm thinking, you haven't shown yourself in a long time, Aditha. You keep trying to fight me, but yet you haven't shown yourself. What are you planning? What are you doing? I guess I have to go home and find out.
2: You see that spot on the map is still glowing, if anything it is glowing a little bit brighter, and you hear the sound of uh someone's door opening and then a window opening out. or you out to check, but i'm I'm alert, yeah,
0: you see drag just kind of like leaning at the window
2: could could sleep
3: either, huh?
0: No, I had the strangest dream. yeah, tell me about it. What happened to you?
3: I have to go home I mean not now, but after when we find Emsi, I, I do have to go home. I, I was hoping I could have time to prepare, but I don't think I'm going to. Or, or, or have supply, better supplies, gear, I don't know, because i, I got a feeling that what's going to be back at home is going to be my greatest challenge yet, and I just
0: don't think I'm ready. I understand. That uh, might be a common theme for all of us going forward. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I had a strange dream about being in some kind of interview. It's an all-white room, very odd. You ever heard of this company? And I hand him the Nostradamus Corp card.
2: Yeah, I
3: have. I have heard of them. Um, When, last time I got
2: separated with you guys, um, they were... You found a number of them. They were stuck in, like, an undead form, but they were, like, trying to protect people who were also undead, so, like, clearly they were trapped in Arkham trying to protect people. And uh, you also heard from one of the soldiers that you encountered who was with Chenille. They were talking about how the Nostradamus Corp came down to their planet and they were, like, giving them supplies to help them fight off these things. From what I understand,
3: or from my my experience with them they weren't exactly Nostradamus Corporation wasn't exactly evil but I mean, it's, I mean that's
0: just from my experience what about you mm. I have absolutely no idea about anything about them really mm. just from my understanding they're a very technical company of some kind and was kind of implied they could travel between worlds. Mm. Anyways, having an object manifest from a dream is absolutely mind boggling to me.
3: I mean, considering what's happened recently, I'm I've grown to accept it. You know, I I just accept that it's the norm now. It's just like oh, map in my head.
0: <laughs> well, you have a good point.
3: At this point at this point, I mean, we just fought a... I mean, we recently fought, like, a being a pure darkness that just erased half a city. I mean, and we traveled to another dimension through a plane. And met uh, met a god. Nothing's off the table now.
2: Kelsar, do you have that map in your hand? Yeah. Uh, Draxir, make me an arcana check. Uh, 23. So you see that map, and... It is a very powerful magic item, because you know a thing or two about these things. And like he's like waving this map around like, God, this in a dream, and you see like this priceless relic is in his hand, because uh, basically what you know is these maps are tied usually to a specific place, a specific portal, but basically you can use them to activate, to force that portal
0: wherever you'd like. Kalsor, you n- know that map is incredibly powerful, right? What? What are you talking about? You said that this map is supposed to be, like, your way to find your home, right?
3: I mean, yeah, I mean, it is, I mean, to me it's a map, but, I I mean, it is a map, and it's the key to my home, but I didn't expect it was anything beyond just a glowy map.
0: Do you have any reason to think that you're from this world? Because I think this map can open portals. Really? Yes.
3: Do you know how?
0: Mm. yes so you know
2: that you can open up like unfurl the map and usually it signifies where the portal was last set with a glowing spot you can just move your finger
0: onto the glowing spot and then move it to wherever you want to where you want the portal to be if you see this glowing spot on your map you can actually move this around and it should activate a portal to open wherever you like
3: Hmm. Do you think we can use this portal to get us all to Sanctuary right
0: now, instead of having to wait for a few days? Uh, I don't... Can you control the endpoint? Um, usually it's set to a specific designation, but
2: you think it... It's possible that you could try to tweak this map, if you were given enough time. Maybe if you got help from one of the other guys, like, Bordon messes around with time and space quite often, and Ronnie breaks reality, so... I mean, you got two great catalysts.
4: The the question was do you have Postman installed? Because if you do... (laughs) Just need to make a few calls.
2: Make sure you're connected to the right test server. You know it.
0: Usually your destination is static, but it's possible we could manipulate this somehow. It would just take a lot of effort and time. Probably time we don't really have right now. Well, that's a good point. But it could be useful to us in the future. Yes, exactly, but I don't think you have to go on a grand journey to find wherever this map is going to lead you.
3: I guess... I think our priority right now should be finding out where... M- well, actually, no. Our priority uh, should our priority should be getting to Sanctuary and making sure everyone's okay. And then we got to find out what the hell happened to MC.
0: Yeah, exactly. We're not the same when one of our members are missing. My shit can wait. I mean, I bailed on you guys twice already, so. (laughs) Well, there'll always be time to sort stuff out if you need to, though. Of course. Anyways, maybe we should get back to sleep. Gonna be okay? Yeah, I think so.
3: Okay. Okay.
2: Is there anything you guys would like to do with, like, the remaining four days that it's going to take you to get there?
4: I want to use commute. Commute? As a ritual. <laughs>
2: so a bus appears. <laughs> it's $3. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's three oh five. <laughs> well, no, it was supposed to appear. It's running late. So, yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> three dollars <laughs> yeah, in running. one stab. It's yeah. eternally running late. It'll be there yeah.
0: in 10 minutes. <laughs> and then in 10 minutes it'll be there in 20. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck, it's
4: cancelled. And then so it, it does, will be cancelled. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then three of them will show up at once. <laughs> the same number. Oh
2: fuck. Um, What does the spell do?
4: Uh, I contact my deity uh, or a divine proxy and ask up to three questions that can be answered. With a yes or no, you must ask her questions before the spell ends. You receive a correct answer for each question. And divine beings are necessarily omniscient, so you might receive unclear as an answer if a question uh, pertains to inform that... Li- I mean, I'll ask my god or like a proxy um, about like something and then he can... Answer me with a yes or no. I can I can send you, like, the...
2: Yeah, I'm just loading it up now. Commune?
4: Okay.
2: I thought you said commute, so I was like, oh, you're going, like, super yeah, fast sort of somewhere? Far too.
4: No, commune, oh. sorry.
2: You are sitting there, and it's just, like, during the day while the wagon's going, mm-hmm. and you're sitting... Uh, are you doing this in your own room, in the commons room?
4: No, in my own room. I don't want to bother people.
2: So you're sitting there, concentrating, cross-legged. Your hands are on your knees as you feel your holy symbol warming up in your chest. And you hear like this echoey voice come through quite faintly, Borodon, what are you looking for?
4: So, is it Dumathoin?
2: It doesn't sound like Dumathoin. Because usually Dumathoin sounds like an old man, but this sounds like someone else. But it's definitely, it, it must be like a conduit for your god.
4: Okay, so... I mean, it, it probably, like, he probably never actually asked me what do I want. Because, I mean, he can, like, form full sentences when asking me what I want.
2: It's just like, it's the first, it's how you know there's a connection, right?
4: Oh, okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. It's just like someone <laughs> okay. answering the phone, like, hello. <laughs> you know? Hello,
4: yeah, okay. Um, so... The first thing I ask is, is Sanctuary in danger right now? No. I had a dream where my brother he was uh, still fighting the hordes of um, of the undead in my own dimension. He looks super beaten, um, and he uh, like he's blind of sorry of one of his eyes, and um, it, it looks like he's getting poisoned. Is he poisoned? Is it? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, is he getting poisoned? No. If I use my time magic, can I help my brother in any way or sense? Yes. That's not unclear. Oh, for sure. Time to back up time.
2: Bust that hole through the universe.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I thank the proxy, and. um and I said, my,
2: yeah, you feel the connection disperse.
4: <laughs> okay. So, um, with, with my training, uh, with, uh, the, the purple mage, mm-hmm. is there, is there like anything that, that I've learned that I can remember that could be useful for me right now to help your brother? Yeah,
2: you, well, honestly, it's kind of a tricky system, right? Yeah. Like, cause you know your brother's not doing well, but you don't really know any of the specifics. That's so like someone telling you, oh, there's a weird problem with my computer. So you know their computer's messed up, but you don't know what's going on. till so you actually mm-hmm. get over there and take a look.
4: I know, but what, what I'm saying is, like, through the like through the training, did he teach me, like, a spell? Or... I mean, because... I mean, I, I don't have, like, a list of spells.
2: You know, so there is a spell... Can you search up the spell Sending? You know this spell can be used across dimensions, but there's a percentage chance that it won't work.
4: It's a 5% chance.
2: So you, you do know there is technically a way that you could contact your brother, so you could like say something to him, and then he could say something back to you,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and probably scare the shit out of him.
4: <laughs> He's like sleeping, and then he gets, like, he gets a dream. <laughs> He is bored on <laughs> What? Because <laughs> the
2: last thing you he, <laughs> he chopped your head off, so.
4: <laughs> That's true. Memories. I'll send a, a message to to him, like... Brother, I know that, like, these are trying times, but I would like to tell you that I found... Even though, like, these may sound awkward, I found our father... I mean, at least I was... On his burial right on his cremation here where I currently am Um, Yolanda she's also here and um, and I forgive you for like not believing in me um, back then please tell me if there there is something that I can do to help you
2: roll the percentages to see if this gets through pretty much 1 to 95 you're a-okay
4: Oh, boy. One.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, you're fine.
4: No, it's super fine. It's like a (laughs) critical hit.
2: Crystal clear connection. Wordon? No. You are that lich, aren't you? Trying to mess with my head again. My brother is dead.
4: Okay, so I'm going to cast the magic again. Um, something that only I would know. And then he would know. I take off my belt and I see like my belt in detail, and I and I tell him in detail how the belt like how the belt looks like, and just like to prove that I'm not, you know, like the leech, and then I tell him that I got a dream of him that he is falling ill, and then and also that he's blind of one eye. And I ask him if he needs help. If, he, if, he's, if his health is okay. If, how he's holding up. 93.
2: If you're really Borodon, what happened when I went on my first raid through the mines when we were being invaded by that strange lizard race?
4: Like he was able to defeat one of the lizard, like the leader of the lizards, in one fell swoop. And then we got the head of the lizard and we presented it it to our father.
2: Lord, I can't believe you're alive. Um my health isn't doing so well. I, I have this pain in my head. It will never subside, regardless of the medicine I take or the clerics I see. It's a it feels like it's pushing from inside my skull, and I don't I don't know what it is. You're like starting to come up to sanctuary. We'll say like you've been casting this spell, you know, a couple times, like going back and forth to get this done. So now you're you're finally starting to come up to sanctuary. Uh, do you want to try to cast a spell again to respond to him?
4: Yes. So what what I'll tell him is as soon as possible, I'll try to get back to, um, to Monregnum and help him because I don't I'm not even like in the same dimension that he is right now. Two, yay. <laughs>
2: You hear back as you start going through the gates of sanctuary itself. You need to hurry back, on Our kingdom, our kingdom is in tatters. And then uh, you like hit like a bump kind of thing, and like you almost fall out of your bed as like uh, you realize that like you're back onto like the cobblestone roads of sanctuary. And uh, the card is riding up. You, uh, you guys make it to the headquarters pretty quickly. It just takes like ten minutes or so. So, you're, you're outside the headquarters, you see the two luminous guards there. They kind of like turn towards you as you, you park your ride. Boop, boop, boop. Greetings, Death Shift. Oh, you hit that other cart. Run. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Just leave it now.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you come to these two luminous guards. Greetings, Dad Shift. It has been some time. We hope your play fared well. There has been... an unfortunate event while you've been gone. Well, what happened here? Elwin has passed. It was sudden, and we're not sure why, but we found him dead in his room. Looks like he was in the middle of researching something. Mm. I don't know.
4: Okay, so, just to screw up this story... Um, I'll ask, can can I have an item (laughs) of Elwyn while he was, like, while he was searching, like, the book he was reading or whatever, because (laughs) I can try to... I mean, they probably have, like, a gazillion clerics there, but, I mean...
2: This is a unique ability to you, right? To your... Because this comes from your symbol. That's why you can do it.
4: Oh, just for my symbol? Okay, okay, then.
2: Yeah, because you're looking into the past or the future, basically.
4: I am mean yeah. Nick. <laughs> okay, uh, so yeah. That, just ask him. Because um, I can sort of like to... I can look into the past with my power.
2: His office is open if you wish to go over there. We've already had his funeral. But make your way over to his office if you wish to look at
0: his things.
4: Okay, thank you. And that's what I do.
0: Uh, before we leave, I'll ask, how's... Astoria.
2: She seems to be doing well. She started to wake up. She was up for a little bit, but she's resting once more. I see. It appears that her symbol... It's almost like the markings went backwards on it a bit. Thank you. So you all uh, march on over to Elwyn's office. You go through the commons room. You go through the hallway and come up there. The doors open a little bit you go in and you see there's a few books that are still uh, on his desk and it looks like the rest of the room's been tidied.
4: Okay, so I'll probably touch the book that that's opened like right in the middle of the desk or whatever, you know, closer, like the closest to um I like the chair. Yep. So I focus I close my eyes, put my hand like in one, like on one of the pages and then I concentrate
2: Alright, roll that check, Wisdom and Proficiency.
4: Net 20! <laughs> I know everything! Absolute! power
2: <laughs> And that's what Bordon says.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's sitting in Elvin's chair, like, spinning around. <laughs> and then Bro, suddenly, okay, dude, dude, like, hey, his man. eyes go white.
3: His eyes just light on fire.
2: You see Elwin sitting at his desk he's paging through a book as like the sort of like there's like a haze swirling around and you see as Truth steps out of the haze and looks at him and he looks up at Truth you see he says something and then Truth just shakes their head and then reaches out their left hand Elwin closes his book and then reaches out and takes the left hand And then you watch as it looks like he's in just an incredible amount of pain before he just collapses onto his desk. And then Truth just steps back into this haze.
1: actually a pretty fun tale everybody has some pretty crazy dreams you ever notice that nobody in this tale ever just has a, a nice sleep oh come on i just bought those windows michael you ought to board up another one over there like i'm sorry travelers i'm really trying to tell this tale and these cultures are just the worst it's, uh, how many times have we rebuilt this damn it? But travelers, our poor heroes, they, you know, it's one thing after another, and it really seems to be the the theme of the tale, and uh, you can really feel the exhaustion in them. Like, they just want one win, one moment, one, one time where they can just, like, have a good day. It's hard for these people. They've been traveling for just a few months, and, and already they've seen more than most adventurers see in their entire lifetime. It's, it's quite something, travelers. But I hope you've enjoyed today's tale and we're we're getting ready to race back out there. And and do remember, we also have another tale that we tell on Tuesdays at 6.30 CSTPM on the twitch.tv. Uh, This Rise of Neolathotep, it's it's another one of our tales of of heroes dealing with uh, strange eldritch horrors and investigating cults. It seems to be something we like doing. No! Oh my- Michael, they're trying to put an anteater through that window. Can you stop them? And uh, yes, so so check out our tale on Tuesdays, Uh, we're always there bringing you some real weird stories. And if you've enjoyed the show, make sure you hit up the Air or the iTunes and, and drop a review on there, because it helps a lot growing the show. Also, Travellers, I don't know if you've ever checked it out, uh, and I don't promote it enough, but we do have some merch over on Threadless.com, Barrel of the Seven Dice. We have quite a few designs on there. There's, of course, one from b winger the gimbal famous named Bad. I've uh, put a little music note there. And, uh, so hop on over to our website, pal, slash shop, and you can see a link to the threadless store. All right, travelers, I have to go help Michael board up some windows, but it's been a blast. I bid you all adieu. There is a chaos that lurks deep within the Far Realms. It has many faces and many names, but one rings out true above the rest. Nyarlathotep. True chaos seeks to overwhelm the world of Loch and our heroes have unwittingly set themselves into a crash collision course with destiny itself by being the one cog that doesn't fit into the crawling chaos plan. Join us on Twitch at Battle of the Seven Dice at 6.30pm Central Time every Tuesday as our brave adventurers learn the disturbing truth of true chaos. And remember, travelers, they are always watching.